0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to High Low with Imrata. If you've checked the calendar or my social media or honestly just all of TikTok, Twitter, everything, you will see that we're right in the middle of fashion month, which has been interesting this month. As you might imagine, it's been like one of the busiest times of the year for me. It's also Sly started school, so I've been really doing it. On Monday, I did a show in the morning, took him to school, did a show, came and picked him up in my hair and makeup from the show, hung out with him um, for a bit that afternoon, did a meeting during his nap and then went to another show that was actually at the Natural History Museum. So I brought him for the first hour. So it's just been like kind of crazy. I also went to the VMAs. So yeah, what have I done this week? Let's see. I worked with Victoria's Secret. Uh, I had a denim launch with AG. I walk for Tory Burch, Michael Kors. Those were the two shows I did. Um, And then there's just a lot of events, which can be fun and can also not be fun. I like Alex Earl. I feel like I saw her at the US Open and she was like, Man, I'm so tired. And like everyone keeps asking me if I'm having fun. And like, I'm not having fun because I'm just making so much small talk. And it's a weird thing because obviously it's a pretty great way to make a living. And I'm not complaining, but it does drain you your social battery in a really particular way that I think people sometimes are scared to talk about. So I like that Alex was just upfront. So I go to London tomorrow, but I thought that we would do a fashion related episode. So we've had a lot of really incredible folks from the fashion world on the pod over the past year we've had designers like donatella versace and mark jacobs and a few of my fellow models like winnie harlow loma el Hari neff and ireland baldwin so at the end i'll talk a little bit about um some more of my experiences yeah, 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 yeah. stay tuned for more high low with emrata yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome back to High Low with Emrata. Let's start with one of the most iconic first episodes on the High Low archives. Uh, legendary Donatella Versace, who came into the studio, brought Versace pillows with her, a cup that Sly loves, a Versace cup. So let's play this. So you started, you had Naomi, and then when did the culture around shows change? And like it started to feel more like a
1: party in a community. I have to say, really, when it started to change, one when George Michael did the song Freedom and the video oh, with wow. the supermodel. Um, George Michael was a friend of Gianni, mm. also me, but mm-hmm. more of Gianni. And uh, I think it was a discussion between him and Gianni who brought to, to that kind of video. Mm-hmm. So he called all the girls, Linda, Naomi, and everybody was in the, in the video. and. He sent, a, sent me a Janet video before he came out. So when we saw that, and it was a show coming up in one month. So Janet told mm-hmm. you the same year to go to walk you know, next to each other and sing Freedom on the Runway.
0: My God. I, I think
1: that was a moment, I think.
0: And you recreated it um, for the anniversary. Yes. yes. Yeah.
1: That was so powerful and one of my favorite shows. You know what was great about this girl? They have such a personality. And backstage... We were fighting to have the best dress, mm-hmm. you know. We were looking, can I try Claudia dress or can I try Naomi dress? We are all like that, you know, we really want to be at the best. And we want to feel confidence when we're wearing the runway. And I was the one, okay, so let's try, let's change, you know, all night. When Jenny was going to bed, I would start again <laughs> to try clothes. It and, sounds uh, like a slumber party. Absolutely, it was a slumber <laughs> party every night
0: in march we had law roach on who had just retired let's play a clip from law about fashion shows fashion shows are they look really glam but they can be such a mess yes. such a mess yes. it's like it looks like 15 seconds before the show starts it looks like it'll never come together because yes. everyone's just wandering and you know everybody every celebrity brings a person with them or yeah. multiple people and it can be hard to figure out where they sit yeah so I have to say, for the record, as a totally normal, <laughs> totally, totally normal, normal thing, yeah. Yeah. but I understand yeah. in the context of people yeah. trying to figure out what was crazy. It was
2: like he left; he did, They didn't have a seat for him, and so he just left the show. And then, you, if you actually watch some of the footage, you're like, "I had a bright yellow suit on, right? I was there, right? Yeah." Right. It's about believing in yourself and being confident in your belief.
0: My God, I think about, you know, how basic that seems, but how hard it is. And the truth is, is everyone else is going to doubt you. Yeah. So if you don't believe in yourself, especially when you're first starting out anything, yeah. then like, absolutely no one else will. Mm-hmm. If you don't buy it, even just lie to yourself, <laughs> you know, fake
2: it to your mate. Yeah, it. that's mm-hmm. how we, that, me and saying I was a stylist and taking these meetings. I didn't know anything. Zendaya always tell the story. She was like, Girl, when you first started working with me, you didn't even have safety pins. Oh like, my God. I didn't know anything. I was green. I was literally faking it till I make it. Like, she says that story all the time. She's like, you think you're so successful? She's like, you didn't even have safety pins. How, like, long, that is, how long
0: have you guys been working together? We've
2: been working together. So I always say that my career started in 2014 when I moved to L.A., mm-hmm. but I was working with Zendaya a couple years prior to that. Like. Again, lying, going back and forth. I love it. Yeah, Talk about fake it till you make it. Yeah, fake it till you make it. So I've been with her for 11 years now. And now Mark Jacobs, who
0: came on the show back in April. And I love what he has to say about the theater of fashion shows here.
3: I mean, I when we put together a show and we have this runway show, you know, it's to me... It's a seven minute piece of live theater. You know, like it has all the emotion, it has all the costuming, it has the hair, the makeup, the casting. So, what makes it different than a show? It's a show.
0: Which I think now in this day and age has actually given you a really specific, because the kind of business side of fashion shows is faded, right? With the rise of the internet, with Instagram, you don't need to have it. The necessity of it from a business perspective is different. So it is really about leaning into the performance, which you've done so well. And I feel like you have started this new model that really makes sense, that allows the preservation of this traditional type of fashion show and creative process that you know, other brands are sort of struggling to find that balance.
3: Yeah, I think, I, I mean, I. you know, I don't know if we're lucky or they're lucky, but I mean, there's huge brands that, or I hate to call them brands when they make a luxury product, but um, I hate to say product when right. it's luxury, you know, right. like all those things sound very cheap, but I guess when I think about my experience, like say at Louis Vuitton, mm. you're talking about this storied house that has always made luxury, products and so and then if you look at Dior or you look at Givenchy or you look at Prada or you look at uh, Bottega or those brands have like such a deep 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 history of making luxury things and I think they're they've all been very wise in getting younger more interesting designers more creative designers to do what they need them to do but I think it's very different when you're not one of those like houses in europe you know so like it's very atypical like america or the us doesn't really have luxury brands you know and i think other than ralph lauren or michael Kors, you know we we just don't have like i mean there's a lot of young designers yes who are super creative and talented but you don't have old historic houses like you do in europe and he convinced them to hire me and again Way before Vuitton happened, I was I ended up like in 37th Street between Eighth and Ninth Avenue in a studio probably the size of this room, with no one. I was alone. I didn't know how to buy fabric. I didn't know how to find a sewer. I didn't know how to find. a <laughs> So I was like, "Oh my god!" But I asked people. I you know sometimes when I'm in a situation where students ask questions, I said, "Well, the way I did it was I asked people, and I wasn't ashamed to not know. I was like." How do you do this? How do you make an appointment with a fabric house? How do you find seamstresses? How do you look for, you know, how do you interview people? I just asked people. I I really was shameless. It was like, I don't know how to do this. Tell me how to do it.
0: I mean, it's so important. I think a lot of the time we posture and then we end up hurting ourselves, right? Especially in those early days. Yeah. So then what happened, Mark? Was it an instant success? Was Mark Jacobs a... No.
3: Okay. No. I mean, we got a lot of, I got a lot of attention.
0: Mm
4: Mm-hmm
3: which for me is bliss. I mean, that's what I want more than anything in life is attention. You know, I want validation and I want to perform. I want people to clap.
0: Okay. We're going to shift gears to one of the models we had on who I just saw at Victoria's Secret. And we're actually talking about her early experience with BS. Um, This is Winnie Harlow. We had her on in May. So, I feel like the VS show for me is one that felt like a huge moment Agreed. that you did. Is that one? Yeah, you? definitely. What was that like? It was so nerve wracking. You know, so
5: I tried out for VS the year before and I didn't get it. And I remember like my friends being like, what? They didn't want you. Like they, that's their loss, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, do you know how many girls try out for VS and like don't get it? Like. I I can't feel that I'm that special, that I must get it just because I tried out, you know? Like, I'm gonna go work out even more and try out the next year. And thankfully, like with a positive attitude, I got it the next year, you know? Like just having that thought of, Dust yourself up and try again, you know, like it's
0: like your theme in some ways. Yeah, you're not always
5: going to get everything that you want in life, but like you have to be able to be grateful for the things that you do get and then keep pushing and the right doors will open up for you when the time is right. Mm -hmm. God is always on time. He may Mm -hmm. not come when you want him, but he is always right on time.
0: Yeah. Right. And I was just going to say what, like you have gotten a lot of the things that you initially maybe thought were you would you wouldn't. So. Right, it is timing is everything for sure. Yeah,
5: so when I did end up getting it, um, it was really insane. I not only got two looks my first year ever walking for VS, which is like unheard of. I also got feathers. I didn't get full wings, but like remember this? I remember them telling me like you're the one of the first people to ever get feathers on their first
0: year. And I was like, yeah, because they used to do some of those like new girls really dirty.
5: You have to do like pink first, or like you know wear like
0: a t shirt.
5: Right, exactly. So like for my first year ever to be getting feathers, I was like, I'm sorry, what? And then um, now because I had two looks, I had to do a quick change backstage, which is super iconic. One, I was going to
0: say it's so fab.
5: I wish there was a camera in the room for my quick change because the way my legs were trembling, full of nerves, knowing that like there's a timing, we have to get this right. And like. I'm scared of already falling on the stage or slipping and there was like i guess a little steam or something on the stage that was making girls slip a little bit so it
0: was like the floor was wet yeah so oh we already God, knew terrible. to like
5: be aware and i wanted to even strut harder but right. i was like the harder you strut the harder the fall <laughs> so take your time this is your first yes that can like, be so hard that don't balance. do too much
0: i also talked to winnie about the skill that modeling requires which yes you might be rolling your eyes but listen to the clip now there's a skill to modeling that people just don't i feel like you really embody that skill i mean there's lots of beautiful women for sure and you know that's amazing but like you have to know like the dancing knowing your body like there is so many factors and it's not i'm not saying like oh my god it's such an important skill to like know how to walk on a runway and not eat shit. If you're a good model, you're a good model.
5: Yeah, it's definitely not brain surgery, Mm -hmm. for sure. It's not rocket science, but it isn't just as easy as standing in front of the camera. No. Because if that was the case, then anyone could do it, you know? And I feel like that's something that I also hear a lot, like with my skin. A lot of people will be like, oh, I don't know why you guys hyper so much. It's just her skin. I'm like, well, I'm not the only person in the world with my skin. So if that was the case, there would have been prior to me.
0: This is a clip from Winnie that we actually didn't have in the original episode. Never heard before about manifestation, about goals and seeing yourself on a billboard. Yeah. So
5: my Puma collection drops May 1st in store. And I'm really excited. I'm excited to like go in store and actually look at it. That's my favorite thing to do. When like a magazine cover drops or like a collection drops or something like just being in store and actually seeing it for yourself.
0: I know. I used to like Get embarrassed about that and whatever. And then two days ago, I went with my son and a couple friends and we like went and saw your some billboards. billboards and then we yes. got some magazines. and yes. i was like, this and the billboards you always wanted, like, yeah. it was really special. Oh, yeah. so
5: beautiful! Thank you. I saw I your really billboards, happy. um, on the way here too from Malay. Um, oh, nice. Was it in the airport? Something in the airport? Sure. I yeah. don't know.
0: I I like like it's something too about being in your city like that yeah. really like I'm like oh that billboard I always eat across the street from it and whatever so yeah made me really you know happy. what my
5: first campaign ever mm-hmm. was for diesel jeans and in like my favorite mall that I used to work in in Toronto called Yorkdale I went and I handed in my resume at Sephora I didn't get the job which little you know promo for Sephora because now my products are in Sephora which oh my God. I'm so obsessed with but when I did um my first campaign I had the biggest billboard in that mall that I used to work in. So like that's that so vibe of like- Full circle. Full circle, it's yeah. in the town, the city that you're from. Is you're very, like, very, that's very cool. a specific billboard. When I said yeah. I wanted to be on billboards, I was thinking of that one. That one, one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's how it was for me I too. love that for you. Congratulations. Thank
0: you. We'll be right back after this break.
6: Warning, this podcast contains juicy tales of a super dysfunctional family. Brothers betraying brothers, friends becoming enemies, and a mother trying her best to keep everything from falling apart. No, this isn't a reality TV rewatch. I'm Dan Jones, your host, and this is one of my all time favorite true stories. Join me on a trip to the Middle Ages to meet history's most dangerous dynasty. The Plantagenets. This season, the plots are thicker, the ambitions greater, and the betrayals are even more devious in the epic saga of the family that shaped our world. From Something Else and Sony Music Entertainment, this is History. A Dynasty to Die For, Season 2. Listen and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Welcome back to High Low with Emrata. And here's Paloma talking. um, She was just on last month talking. She had a book launch, actually, that I wasn't able to make. And um, I'm pretty bummed. But my friend Adwa grabbed me a copy. So I'm excited for that. But here's Paloma.
7: Plus size modeling has existed for a very, very, very long time. Like it is a billion dollar business. It has existed forever. But the intersection or the invitation or the kind of response in fashion wasn't happening and I think timing was really on my side in a way because there was tons of girls that were like making changes, but it was like, there wasn't to fashions understanding like a girl like me on the who, runway or, yeah, or yeah. on the, or just like in the space, you know? So it was like, cause I'm never, I'd never up until that point even oriented or understood what like being a commercial girly was. I was like literally like in a, dirty hoodie like at like a bad after hours and right you know what I mean like that but I think you were too cool to be commercial that's the way that it was like positioned and that's the way that I was like more understood and that's kind of what happened and it ended up working to my benefit in some way because I feel like it was also an era at which models were finally being given a moment to you know I also want to call out that like it was just that there was a lot of us Speaking up, and I want to call up that it's historically for fn has been talking for, you know, 30, 40 years at this point. Like there's models have always had, had a voice, but it felt that at the time in the age of Instagram, all these things and all these things that were happening, that there was more of us. Mm-hmm. There was more of us. I
0: mean, I always think about if I hadn't had the Internet in the way that I did, I wouldn't have had a career because I was able to say to people, no, this is how I see myself. And this is, and you have to see me this way. I wasn't just waiting for some agent to be like, oh, I get it. You know, you, you build the image you build. Yeah. The, yeah. And, and then, you also
7: got, you build the the esteem totally. around knowing like what it is. Like actually you may think I need to do it this way, but it also works this way. Why don't mm-hmm. I just do, I mean, there was a lot of that like push and pull with my first team. Like, They really had a very prescriptive kind of like commercial plus size version of like what I should and shouldn't be doing. And I was like, that's literally not why I'm here.
0: It's amazing that you have always been brave enough to be authentic because when I I mean, I think it's a classic, like early 20s mistake Mm. of you have all these people who are telling you that they know better than you. And you kind of are like, oh shit, I guess I shouldn't be my authentic self because it's like too complicated or too messy. And now the world's shifted so much. It's like the more unique you are, the more specific, kind of the more likely you are to have any sort of career. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And I'm speaking about in the entertainment industry and in modeling and fashion. Mm -hmm. And here is just somebody who continues to crush it, which I think I actually said to her in March, uh, Hari Neff. She's walked like four shows this fashion week and um, yeah, I just, I love her POV on fashion because I think she has a good distance from it while also being kind of at the center. She just did a pop magazine cover and again, like watched four shows, which is a very big deal in the fashion world. There were so many skinny girls on the runway this season and about how fashion brands tried to cover diversity, even though they had no body diversity. And um, I was laughing because I was like, it's 100% true. And then there was a cut article like three days later, basically on that. And I was like, is somebody hacked Hari's private Twitter and like is stealing ideas for?
8: I actually, there are a couple like journalists who follow me who are like mutuals, but also like it's kind of people that I haven't hung out with. I may or may not have done like a mini reaping the other day of just like you're not interacting with the posts, and I feel like you're just kind of reading them, and it's like no shade, you're really cool. But sometimes you just gotta like kick a couple people off the private account, oh, I and do like that sometimes, yeah, like change cha- change your picture, change your handle. Mm-hmm. That's how you do it.
0: Well, they're stealing your talent, your vibes. Well, yeah, I
8: mean, Their vibe I don't, curation. I actually don't think anybody stole anything, <laughs> but but it's it's just sort of like yeah, I, I noticed on the runways that. And actually, I saw something on Twitter today. Like, the top five walkers of the season were all women of color. And I think three out of the five of them were very tall, gorgeous, thin, dark-skinned black girls, Mm -hmm. um, you know, with natural hair. And, like, you know, for for that to be kind of like the girls who are walking the most shows, that's kind of fab. Mm -hmm. It's very fab, actually, because I remember I used to follow these things on the fashion spot when I was, like, a little live journal teenage nerd and like the top walkers of the season they used to walk like 70 shows now they only walk like 30 and it was just like all white russian girls and so one step forward two steps back i think the body thing it's not really my battle to fight or my thing to speak out on from personal experience but it really did feel like there was a moment happening where there was body diversity but Mm -hmm. at the best shows it didn't feel like a stunt it just felt like these girls are the girl and they fit it. Yes. And they just happen to be mid-size or plus-size mm-hmm. but yeah there was a scaling back this season thin is in, Y2K, hip yeah. bones. I mean, no. Oh. We've walked shows together
0: and I'm curious you were talking about like just being a person as an actor and actress like just who wants to work and whatever. But with fashion, it is sort of about what you represent. Like that is, it is just one, this very kind of surface level thing. And I always think about that because people ask me about fashion and about diversity and about how meaningful it is. And, you know, a lot of times I point to the fact that most fashion companies are still, or almost all of them are ultimately run and owned by white men. So the diversity doesn't really, whatever. But when we're talking about beauty standards and we're talking about whatever fashion is surface level it is about the look it is about what you're saying is beautiful or cool how does that feel like do you hate that or do you kind of like it i mean because when we walked jw anderson together you fucking got in character i watched you you were like okay this is who she is (laughs) and then you gave it to me and i swear to god my walk was better because i was in character because of you and when you you did like nine shows in September or something? Yeah, Yeah. I did very
8: unexpectedly. I'm I'm happy. I love it. I love it too. I mean, that's the thing that I like about runway. I like it so much better than sitting front row because when you're doing runway, you are playing a character and it's not actually just about how you look. It's about how is this person going to walk into the room wearing these clothes? And the fact that there is that gesture of personality and attitude that exists almost exclusively in a runway show unless you're doing like, you know, a fashion film. Remember fashion films? Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, <laughs> the body in motion through the clothes, I think, is what liberates you from just feeling stuck in the look. When you're sitting front row at a show, it's you're you. Yeah. But it's, like, not you. You're Mm -hmm. in an outfit that more often than not was chosen for you, where you chose from five options, and they've got your name on the list, and they're just like, oh, where does she belong? And that judgment process is never really made by people who know you. Mm-hmm. I don't really think the designers consult on that. Unless- well, you're not
0: a part of the production in any way no. and in the vision. You're, you know, representing kind of yourself and there will be, it's like going to an event. It doesn't feel like you're a part
8: of the show. I like to be a part of the show.
0: And here's one from Ireland Baldwin who isn't participating in Fashion Week, but I think, you know, she also has worked as a fashion model, particularly in LA. And I liked some of the things she had to say.
4: So I just, I think like, yes, I was born into it. I wanted to be a doctor for a very long time. And I thought I was going to be a vet. (laughs) I thought I was going to be a doctor. I thought I was going to do a lot of things before I settled and decided to model. Because modeling was sort of something that just was so easy when I was young. Because of my mom, because getting my foot in that door. And once you're making money like that, you kind of ask yourself, Really? You think I'm going to go to school for seven years and do anything else? Like, hell no, (laughs) you know. So I loved it. I mean, I did. I had like being that young at 16, 17, 18 and making money like that, you know, it feels it feels good to be able to move out and get your own place. And, you know, regardless of how you got there, you kind of feel pretty rooted. And, you know, I, I don't know, like I I definitely tried that and the fashion industry is a tough one and I had great experiences, I had horrendous experiences, but modeling definitely was something that I kind of realized right before COVID that unless I could really kind of pick and choose and work with brands and work with people that I really admire and love and use that platform for good, I just didn't really want to be involved in it anymore.
9: Welcome back to
0: High Low with Emrata. All right. So like I mentioned, you know, the shows are, um, I really prefer walking them to attending because I just think it's like, it is a job and the show does serve a purpose in the fashion industry. And it feels much better to me to be walking the show because i feel like i'm really working whereas sitting while being there as an influencer and as a celebrity is like important to the industry it just feels less kind of functional i guess and there is you're less a part of it and um i do really prefer walking but as so many people on the internet like to point out i am short and somebody i think called me I don't know what word they used. It wasn't chubby, but it was like something like chunky. I was like, Jesus Christ, man, like the world we live in, because I don't think I'm chunky. Like I'm pretty skinny. Um, But uh, compared to a lot of these 510, very, very thin models, I am not the typical runway height and shape and i have to say that i just like am very happy i had a moment the other night i was so exhausted from doing these shows and i was like you know what it's cool that at 32 years old i'm not 19 i'm not 510 all these designers all these agents like told me like you'll never walk shows and there's something really cool about witnessing the industry change and also just on a personal level kind of like making things that seemed impossible come true. It's always exciting for me to do that in Fashion Week. And also, if you've read my book, you know about my fraught uh, relationship with VS, rejected several times. So now to be called an icon by them and to watch kind of them have to change their branding to meet the changing industry and like to accept that, you know, models are actual full people and personalities has been really cool. I'm happy to have witnessed that. Fashion world obviously still has a very, very long way to go. But I think as far as representation, it's doing much better. All right. Thank you all so much for listening. I want to hear your thoughts on all of it. Um, I do a third episode every week, talk back. I listen and play back your voice notes. So obviously, please, you know, respond to this episode. I feel like there were a lot of good nuggets from various interviews. And um, even if you just want to like ask some questions about, what fashion month has been like for me, I'm happy to answer more specifically. Go to hilo.fm or call into the hotline, 42 Hilo 4. If you're listening through Spotify, you can always go to the Q&A feature in the app. We also check YouTube for the comments. Also, please check out our YouTube videos. It's really nice to have the videos up and I love hearing from all of you in those comments. Thank you so much for listening. And if you want to subscribe and be a part of that talkback episode, go to Apple Podcasts or to Hilo.fm to listen every Thursday. And again, don't forget to join in on the conversation on any social media using the hashtag Hilo. Hello with Emrata is a Sony Music Entertainment and Bitch Era Media production. Our executive producers are me, Emily Radikowski, Matt Raz, and Sarita Wesley. Our showrunner is Matt Raz. Our associate producer is Rachel Choder. Today's episode was engineered by Samantha Gatsik with original music by The Crystal Pharaoh.